0: Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. Today's episode is brought to you by Cave Social. Cave Social is a marketing agency based out of Los Angeles, California that helps companies grow online. So if you're struggling with growing your bottom line or just your Instagram followers, head over to cavesocial.com and book a free consultation and they'll be able to help you out. All right. Today, I am speaking with Kara Whiteley. Kara is the CMO of C21 or maybe formerly known as Century 21, a massive real estate company that spans over 83 countries. But before that, Kara was actually in the hospitality industry and spent 11 years working in the hospitality industry. So we get into really what you can take from the hospitality industry and the importance of using experience and focusing on the small things when it comes to generating your marketing plan moving forward. So really interesting conversation. I was glad Kara took the time to stop by. Yeah, sit back and enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the show. Today, I'm sitting with Kara Whiteley. Kara, how you doing?
1: I'm well today. How about yourself?
0: Not too bad, I can't complain. So Kara is the CMO at C21 Century Twenty One. Glad to have her on the show. Talk to me. Tell me a little bit about your story, you know, your career journey in not only the professional world, but then you know how you made it through marketing and ultimately to C twenty one.
1: Yeah, no, great question. I actually am one of those weird people who went to college and did have at least a minor in marketing, which I think is a little <laughs> bit weird. So not not that I knew that was actually what I wanted to do, but Lots of times that doesn't happen. So I'm one of those odd people. I kind of grew up in ad agencies and then shifted over to the client side. Long story short, I spent numerous years with Hilton Hotels Corp, uh, primarily on the loyalty side, lots of international marketing and loyalty marketing there, great organization to be a part of, franchised. So as as I fast forward to C21, obviously a large franchise organization and then spent some years with American Express, so financial services, and a little bit of private equity and ski resorts, personal passion of mine is skiing. And then I found my way to C21. So it kind of brought everything together from my agency background, to loyalty and creative and franchising and definitely the people side of things and being very experiential. And everything I've done has always been really focused on that relationship oriented piece of the puzzle.
0: Very cool experience. And then the one thing I love about the hospitality industry, and I've said this on this podcast a lot. So listeners, I apologize, but I love the attention to detail from the hospitality industry in all aspects. Then we see that people who move out of that industry into others they're able to really take that you know as a cornerstone of like no we're going to pay attention to the little things the experience matters from that first time somebody calls a C21 agent to when they get their keys and close and what does that experience look like even 6 months after so i i'm personally a big fan of that thinking I, you know, I couldn't
1: agree more. And I spent 12 or 13 years with Hilton. So great foundation to lay. We used to talk about how important the welcome was at the hotel, because if you walk into a hotel that you've been to several times, and you ask someone if they've been there before, that's a huge disconnect. Because that customer has come there so many times and they expect you to understand and know them. And just that little piece of the puzzle of being able to welcome someone back versus asking if it's their first time just makes or breaks that whole experience with just those few words. So it's so important to understand the details.
0: Even, even at the small level of like the local coffee shop I go to, I love when I go to my local coffee shop and they know me. And they're, Hey, what's up? Oh, you know, and that makes me go back over and over again. So I'm a huge, huge fan. Uh,
1: Yeah. You know, the details, one, our mission is to, part of our mission is to deliver an extraordinary experience. And sometimes that word extraordinary can seem so big and monolithic, but if you break down what extraordinary means, it means to do something out of the ordinary or unique. And my dog totally agrees (laughs) So, um, which I, I like that he validates that. But it's really, it's the little things that matter. And we talk a lot to our system members that it's, lots of little things that build up to something extraordinary you don't have to you know rescue granny in the english canal and save her it's doing those small little things that all of a sudden people go wow that was amazing so that attention to detail is absolutely
0: nail on the head i mean i was talking to a hotelier on one of the earlier episodes of this podcast and he said look everybody thinks innovation is this like grandiose thing he said our hotels innovated by taking the coffee machine out of the lobby and putting it behind a desk and having one person wearing a glove serving the coffee. He's like, that's not going to win any awards, but that's innovating, you know, in this COVID world. And I'm like, yes, like that's such a small thing. But now not everybody touching the coffee machine. I'm right with you. Doing those little things can really, really add up over so If you
1: the even term. think about your, per- your personal experiences, think about the things that you share with other people that made an impression on you. They're usually not big, grandiose things. They're usually that little attention to detail. So that's what we try to take into our world when we try to talk about really making something experiential is paying attention to those little details because those will stand out for our customers.
0: And you have that at the executive level. I'm sure the rest of the executive team, um, we see in general an organization, the sense of ownership of the brand and ownership of the experience to be a lot higher at an executive level. So how do you get that growth mindset, really that prioritization of experience, getting that mindset? How do you instill that into your team?
1: You know, that's a great question. And in our world, it really goes beyond the team out to all of our agents around the world for that matter. And it's a really unique situation, very different than kind of my hotel experience, because We're talking about independent contractors. But what's really fantastic is even tying it back to hospitality is someone who chooses to be a realtor and go into this category, they fundamentally love helping people. And they have this just huge desire to make a difference in someone's life so it's not a hard shift to have someone think about really delivering an experience versus a transaction however this whole category has historically been so transactionally based that it is a mindset shift so we're really focused on shifting that mindset to just think about an experience versus how quickly can i go from a to z and just get this transaction done but people are so excited about that shift because it's part of their DNA and it's part of what they do and why they got into this business. So it's the type of person that responds to it is already working in this category, but it's just calling it out and making sure that people think about it. It's just, it's no different than that. The paying attention to the little details that we were talking about earlier. It's just bringing it to life and making it having people make something be intentional and really being intentional where others aren't.
0: Tony Robbins calls it like making the two millimeter shift, right? It's like a lot of times we're there and realtor is a great example, right? Where you're there, you're out there, you're selling yourself, you're personable, you're doing all these things, but maybe the focal point was on the next commission and the next transaction, next transaction. And then I forget the statistic, but it's something absurd. Like 85% of consumers would use the same realtor again for multiple transactions and only 15% do. You're spot on. Um, And that just shows the gap. Right. And then when you talk to the top producers around the country, I remember I did an interview with the top producer. It's like a year and a half ago. And this guy, he was in his 60s and he's killing it on social media and he's doing all these things. I said, what are you doing? Like, how'd you get to top one percent? And he's like, well, I have literally I have two hours a week that I block out to write cards and messages to past clients. And I've done that for 20 years. And I'm just like, yep, there it is. That's how you win because you're thoughtful to your past. You're, you're actually thoughtful and doing that little thing. And it's making you, you're not chasing the next commission. You're actually, you care about the people you've done business with. And that level of thoughtfulness is why, you know, you're in the top 1% of your Metro. <laughs> it was like nail, he, he just hit the nail on the head and he's like, yeah, just, that's always what I've done. I'm like, okay. Yep. <laughs> Easy. <laughs>
1: it's really not difficult it's interesting because we launched something called our brilliant basics which are really our standards of service which go right in line with trying to move to being more experiential and less transactional and one of those is being an active listener and if you actively listen then you can deliver on those little things that matter to each customer because everyone's different you can't treat everyone like a one-size-fits-all and as we've talked a lot about already today is the little things that matter. And if you really actively listen, you'll pick up on those little nuances and you'll be able to deliver that personalized experience that someone will remember. They'll tell a lot of other people about and they'll come back to you and they'll provide those referrals, which are so incredibly important in this world.
0: 100%. And in like the real estate example, it's the the example of you go to an agent and you're like, I really love views. And they go, great, let's go check out the kitchen on this house. And it's like... <laughs> All right, you weren't listening.
1: Exactly. <laughs> like, don't go through your checklist. Listen to what your customer wants and deliver to them what they've told you that they want. One hundred percent, absolutely important. And then you hit another one, which is which is also one of our brilliant basics, which is you know, I consciously communicate. Communication can solve, I would say, 95 percent of the challenges out there. Is just being really focused on your communication and making sure that you really master that piece of the journey because you know people only buy a house once every seven to ten years and it's it's challenging it's stressful it's fragmented and as a realtor you may do this you know numerous times a month but think of what you're put yourself in your customers shoes it's not a pleasant activity and we're trying to change that but it's it's stressful and it's it's the unknown so over communicate and your customer will remember that
0: I think too, it's one of those things where you see uh, realtors, one of the big selling points is saying, look, you want to use a realtor, you want to use a pro because this is the largest financial decision of your life a lot of times, right? But what I think a lot of the realtors miss is that realtors commission is like the sixth largest transaction of a lot of people's lives too. So that service level has to match as well, right? Um, It's all, those are all different pieces of the pie for sure, right? Like, okay. What's so interesting
1: that we found through research, especially as we were thinking about where we go next with the brand, is consumers are using realtors now more than they ever have, but they don't necessarily understand that true value that a realtor provides. I think they're still in that mindset that realtors open and close doors versus what happens after the offer is signed and what kind of work goes into that period of offer to close because consumers are still using that first realtor they meet nine times out of ten. And they might just say, hey, do you know a good realtor? And just take whomever's advice on that and just go with that realtor. They're spending more time researching restaurants. When we used to go to restaurants in today's world, maybe we don't go as much. (laughs) Restaurants or vacations when we used to do that, then they do on what realtor they're going to use. And that's crazy when, like you said, it's the biggest purchase you make in your life. So we're trying to really shine a light on that and help consumers understand that there's, there can be up to 181 steps that happen after you sign that offer. And so often you hear a consumer say, I just bought a house. I just signed the offer. That's when the hard work starts. And that's when that, that really great realtor by your side, and we believe a C21 realtor is that realtor you should have by your side because of all of the things that we're focused on, can make or break your entire experience and making sure you've got the right person there with you.
0: In anything in this world, there are top producers and there are order takers. And if you just go with your aunt who's been a realtor forever, but you know, is moving one unit a year and not really into it, like that person's just taking an order and you're going to be doing a lot of the lifting, right? Where, like you said, if you work with somebody who is like the trained professional, that goes for anything. I'm not, I don't want to go and use a lawyer that's just casually practicing. No. I'd like to have a person representing my company and doing our contracts who is in it. (laughs) So yeah, it's so, so important. Now, shifting gears a little bit, and I want to talk about, you know, get to a campaign or a marketing effort that y'all put out there and you were expecting, you know, some standard return or these KPIs that you had marked out and it didn't hit. You know, it didn't hit what you wanted to from the outset, but in the end actually turned out to be a really valuable learning lesson, either for you personally or for your team. Is there something that stands out when you think of that?
1: Yeah, you know, I think sometimes technology in our world can be really important. Different tools, tools are really important in the real estate category and the adoption of those tools can be challenging when you're talking about independent contractors and there's so many good products within the market, that it's very hard to say this is the absolute right one, because the next day there might be another fantastic product that comes out. However, you learn a lot when you do put certain products out or test things and learn what pieces of the puzzle work and what pieces don't. And that can lead you to the right next opportunity that comes. We have really shifted our strategy when launching technology to making sure that agents are absolutely part of the ideation and build process because we're not, we're not building or putting tools out for people at the corporate headquarters. We're doing it for agents to make sure that agents are more pr- productive and make sure that the, the technology behind the scenes can help enhance the relationships with the customers. We don't believe technology replaces the agent. We believe it helps the agent be more productive with their customers and can enhance those relationships with the customers. So we just launched uh, last fall our new intranet and it was really built for agents by agents. And we've seen, it's an internal productivity hub and we've seen some really great success rates with that. But I believe that that is because agents were intimately involved every step of the way and we got their feedback and made a lot of changes as we went along that path.
0: It's so crucial because especially when you look at the real estate space where the average agent age is 57, you don't want to be bleeding edge. You want to be leading edge, but not bleeding edge. And we've done work, consulted with a couple major portals where we've gone on and been their marketing arm. And we go in and I see the agent tools and I'm like, this is confusing for me. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, at that time, I'm like, I'm in my mid twenties running a, you know, marketing tech company. And I'm like, if I can't figure this out, in know, three, three steps, how is someone who is already tech averse going to come in and be able to use this. So it, that's so important, like you said, to bring in your actual users and customers and listen to what they say and iterate and make those changes because it does a couple things. One, those users who are involved, now they feel a sense of ownership on the product. So they're going to go out and not only use it, but champion it. And then two, you're actually going to create something useful, like you said, to complement your team's business and really giving them another tool in the tool belt. So I can't agree with you more as a approach to technology to make sure that the user is actually involved in that development phase.
1: Yeah. You know, to build on what you said too, you have to think about you have to put yourself in our agent's shoes because what they're doing every single day is out trying to build their business with customers. They're not sitting behind the computer trying to figure out the new technology or the new tool. And it does, it needs to be simple because if it's something that you have to spend hours trying to sort out, it just it's a waste of time for them. So it's gotta be simple. It's gotta be additive and simple to really enhance those relationships, like I said a few minutes ago. So I totally agree with what you just
0: said. Now for CT1, what is, I guess... What is next when it comes to the growth for C2-1? Is it really expanding the brand? Is it bringing more agents in? Is it expanding on this technology? Kind of what's down the pipe from like a growth perspective that we can expect to see?
1: That's a really great question. We are hitting our 50th anniversary in 2021. Our 50th is all about looking forward and talking about why c 21 is the right brand for the next 50 years. We're in over 83 countries. So it is about expanding the brand and the brand presence, as well as really increasing agents who want to affiliate with the brand and want to be part of the brand. We have, we're, you know, we're leading in terms of brand awareness and recognition as well as likely to recommend. So we've made some real um, great progression in those areas since we did launch our new mission and our rebrand and kind of our new mindset, which is that notion of being experiential versus transactional. So we've seen some real positive steps on that. But really, we just want to continue to build on that. And we want to be the champions for the agent and help consumers understand the value of the agent. Because in today's world, consumers use agents, but they still rank agents down there kind of with politicians and media. And that's maybe not a place where we want to see agents. We want to see agents up there in the high respect area because, I mean, you know how hard agents work. Agents are some of the absolute hardest working people in in the country. And the world because it's a tough job you're on 24 7 you're helping someone go through that most difficult and challenging and the largest purchase they make in their life and it is a big piece of someone's life and you're also delivering that that fantastic home which home has become so incredibly important in our world today with kind of everything that's going on but it's such an important role so we want to make sure consumers understand the importance of the agent and really, really value it. So we want to be that champion for the agent along the way.
0: That's so important. And to take that, you know, especially in places where it's a seller's market and people say, well, I'm going to list my house. It's going to sell in two days. Yeah, it is. You're right. But what's the price? The price it's going to sell at is where I come in as the expert and I'm going to be able to make sure that you know you make a sizable amount more money if it's a seller's market and you know I think San Francisco 2015 right where it's like you list something and it's gone in a bidding war in in, <laughs> in 48 hours it's like yeah that's where that expertise like there's a lot of money on the table and I want that expert so like you said, being able to really help champion those value propositions to end consumers for the realtors is so huge. And to do so in a way that can reach consumers to get consumers to think, okay, this is where they fit into my my puzzle, right? I'm not gonna I'm gonna go and start looking myself long before I contact a realtor. I'm gonna be on, you know, Zillow, whatever, whatever consumer website I use, I'm gonna go through that before I ever reach out. And I, I think it's Google put out a stat that uh, 60% of the sales process is done before a consumer contacts a business. And it's the same thing when it comes to you know, realtors. I'm out there researching, not only looking at homes, but gonna start researching who should the realtor be? What's this person about? Are they on social, right? Is there, is there photo from the 80s? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what's going on?
1: No, you know, there's, there's a ton of research that you can find online. There's also a lot that you can't. And that's where a really good agent comes into play. But again, what happens after that offer signed becomes so important. And that's what that's what's really a bit of a mystery to the consumer, because you can research, you can do a heck of a lot of research about just looking for homes before you sign that offer. But so much happens behind the scene once the offer is signed that can make or break your deal and also can cost you additional dollars if you don't have a good agent by your side.
0: Like, yeah. And it's like anything, right? Like I can research as much as I want about fighter jets, but I don't plan on getting behind and trying to fly one anytime soon. (laughs) That's good advice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, Kara. uh, Thank you so much for coming on today. I am going to wrap the show up now, but before I let you go, let people know where they can connect with you or learn more about uh, C21 online?
1: Yeah. So you can go to century21.com or c21.com and learn all about the brand. There are lots of exciting things going on within the brand and it is a great time to buy or sell a home. There's lots of movement in the market right now. And as I said, homes are the center of everything we're doing right now because I know we're all spending a lot of time in our houses.
0: Today's one hundred percent as I'm in my little at home studio. <laughs> Thank
1: um,
0: <you> <laughs> <laughs> awesome, guys! Thank you so much for listening. As always, please hit like, share, subscribe, and I'll catch you next episode. Uh-